Welcome, friends, people for peace, pods of consciousness, planetary citizens, wherever you happen to be today, listening to Glocal News in Social Artistry. I'm your host, Dick Dalton, and each week here on KOPN, your community radio station out of Columbia, Missouri, we get to talk to someone who is building a more humane world from the inside out. We're glad you're with us. Uh, my guest today is an old friend from Lincoln University, uh, Davion Thomas. Now, is it Davion or Davion? It's Davion. Davion. All right, Davion Thomas, uh, the chief recruiter uh, presently in your work for Lincoln. Somewhat. So it's a recruitment coordinator. But I do consider us to be chiefs because we don't just recruit students. We also guide them through the admissions process. So when it comes to actually submitting their transcripts and things like that, we don't just recruit them. We actually nurture the relationship with the student. So I like I like the term chief as well. Whoa. Well, and I'm glad to hear that addition to recruitment. It, it sounds very important. Where was this uh, 20 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the book is, I don't, I'm not sure. I haven't written the book yet, I guess. Oh, there you go. Well, another book, because uh, my guest, Davion Thomas, is also the author of a book. It's called Sugar, Sugar, what is it? Sugar cookie with a K. It is cookie. You know, I thought sugar cookie. I'm reading the book now. I should know what my, you know, what I'm reading. It has the pronunciation. What was so interesting about cookie, when you look up the pronunciation, it actually starts with a K. So that's the reason why the book is with a K. And also, it's actually named after my niece. Well. His name is Sugar Cookie. Cool. Is your niece back home in Mississippi? Yes, she is. She's actually in college right now. Oh. Yes, she's mm -hmm. her second semester uh, of her freshman year at a community college in Mississippi. All right. Yes, yes. She may be a transfer student one of these days. I tried to get her to come from the beginning, but she didn't want to come eight hours away from home. So I don't yeah. understand that. I understand. Well, let me uh, tell our listeners that I learned that you were from the Delta of Mississippi during a conversation you and I had out in the hallway of Founders Hall when you were taking my personal community health class at night. It was the once a week evening class started at 5.30, went to 7.20 or so. And yes, character was built in your class. <laughs> Yeah, we had a we had a very interesting time. Uh, I don't. Every semester, every class was so different, uh, and I, as I've told you more than once, probably, uh, there was something that impressed me about you in our conversation, and I felt like I needed to be sure I kept track of this young man, and you know, you kept showing up. Not just, I don't mean for class, but I mean, later you would show up uh, in, in the ROTC or you'd show up when I was out with my wellness majors at six o'clock in the morning at the, at the 
quadrangle uh, where we were going to take a walk around the campus, and here was Davion in his little outfit. <laughs> you were so cool. Put it on. I have to put it on. I believe in enthusiasm. I do. You, ah, you've got it. And then you you continue then to work at uh, at Lincoln. I I don't yeah. know what your first job was, but. Uh, I was I was working in the library. I was the administrative assistant in the library. So mm -hmm. I was a my 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 degree emphasis is business. Mm -hmm. So for me to go in as the admin, I thought it was like the perfect position. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about the industry. Go in the administrative pos position. You see everything, everything that flows, budget, everything. Mm -hmm. And so I really got an opportunity to see the different nuances of not only the library, but the higher ed industry as a whole. And now I, I graduated in May with my master's degree in higher ed. So higher ed. Is that that kind of a new major uh, master's that they started with uh, Tamara? She was in that first class. Uh, she, um, she went down to Mississippi or Alabama to do uh, work. I think it was Tierica. Maybe. It's a girl from Kansas City. Okay. Okay. But I know Miss Kelly Todd. I know that she was one of the first people in the program. Okay. And she graduated from the program. Mm -hmm. And so that most definitely inspired me for sure. Mm -hmm. So, um, yes, it is fairly new. It's, I would say it's less than five years old. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Program. So it's a higher ed master's degree. So it's an education master's degree with an emphasis in historical black colleges and universities. Ah, that so is. It's, mm -hmm. So it's a degree with a twist. Yeah. Beautiful twist. I agree. Yeah, because there's a lot, uh, a lot to be still worked in the uh, networking of HBCUs and strengthening uh, individual campus powers by coordinating with other campuses, and uh, exactly. you don't have to keep inventing the wheel and that sort of idea. A thousand percent, and then also at the larger scale when it comes to uh, just HBCUs being somewhat of a safe haven for diversity, mm -hmm. just for where we are in 2022. Mm -hmm. And so I, I love HBC, HBCUs, but I, I have to love higher education as a whole first. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so for, we have a very unique space and so this is only the beginning. I graduated in May, right? Yeah. By the way, didn't you get some kind of uh, oh, highlighted awards or something when you were an undergrad? You, I don't know, were you Mr. This or Mr. Oh, that? A thousand percent, a thousand percent. So <laughs> uh, my senior year at Lincoln, I had the honor of being Mr. Lincoln University of Missouri. Uh, yeah. Yes. 2013, 2014. So I was the 11th Mr. Lincoln university mm -hmm. and the the mr lincoln is uh one of the mr whatever of hbcus and so you all had sometimes uh the whole group of misters would come to lincoln or sometimes you'd go to i don't know what all, all, any of the others yes and so um at lincoln university back when i was a student there when i was mr lincoln we used to host the king's a conference and competition. So it was basically, uh, it's a conference for 
HBCU Kings from across the nation to actually come and we was all poured into. We had different workshops that we went to and we actually had a competition as well. So it was a beautiful opportunity to see other misters or other kings from their universities coming and putting their best foot forward and representing their university. And so, you know, we all come because you have to think about it on our campus, we're the mister. Yeah. Like I'm Mr. Lincoln on my campus. But when I go and represent at this event, at this conference and competition, I'm representing the entire university. Right. So it's a different type of responsibility. <laughs> and so it's a it's a beautiful honor. And I would say that that conference is still going on to this day. It's not hosted on Lincoln's campus, but it is still happening. So that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Well, uh, what would you like to uh, focus on today in how you are building a more humane world? And I, I ask that because when we got together recently, um, we kind of got excited with what each other was doing and <laughs> had been doing. And and I, I'm quite frankly, I'm not sure how you would like to proceed. You're doing so many things. I, I would say, I would say, let's let's have a conversation for our listeners about personal development first oh great great and yeah when i say personal development i truly mean personal leadership leadership is one of those things that's really near and dear to my heart and so um, personal leadership is where i feel like we can start the conversation mm -hmm. especially for foundation well what immediately comes to my mind is that you chose to go into ROTC, which is a whole thing about leadership. So you had classes and workshops and went to conferences and 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 you were put in the field with being a leader. So you were you were living it uh, just through the ROTC. Yes. So uh, can I share can I share with you my number one leadership philosophy? Please. Yes. We'll keep it a secret. Oh, I think there might be people listening, though, here on our show. I certainly hope there are people here listening on our show. Yes, you can share your your number one leadership uh, um, philosophy. philosophy. Yes. So it is mission first, people always. Mission first, people always. So for me, it's a balance. So no matter what the mission is, the it, especially the people that's on my team, they matter. That means to me that their their family matters. That means to me if something's going on with your daughter, you you're probably not in the same headspace that you was in yesterday. And so I give myself the space to take that into consideration as we're going through our mission and it has served me very well mm -hmm. so that is our number one leadership philosophy mission first people always and it's difficult it is difficult mm -hmm. so with mission first in my mind i'm going to translate that into uh, personally it helps to have a goal or a project that you're working on so okay. in in mission for you i understand it's in a team mm -hmm. uh, for an individual that may not have a 
squad or a team or a platoon or whatever it might be down yeah it's, it's very translatable there's a reason why it's my number one so mm -hmm. let's make it personal because mm -hmm. uh, it's personal to me so let's say career um i have aspirations my intermediate goal is to be a university president i don't know where right but that's one of my intermediate goals but i'm not going to i'm not going to risk my health to be a university president huh I, I i would want to be i want to be able to walk into my office and not have to be wheeled into my office yeah so, okay or well, out of your office <laughs> a thousand percent a thousand percent uh -huh. and so that comes with balancing and and um and learning how to just balance stress and things like that now mm -hmm. how, how to become grounded and more centered in those opportunities because mm -hmm. it's, it's you can call it a crisis i call it an opportunity but sure. in those opportunities to to flare up or to to you know it, it's easy to just let your emotions go which way but try to to try to to have some type of grounding in mm -hmm. those type of moments so the person right mission first of course i mm -hmm. want to be a university president one day i think it'll be awesome Mm -hmm. They serve in that type of capacity, especially because I love leadership. But the person, I just got engaged in December. I, I don't want to. I don't want to work so hard that she's like, "Do I even have a husband?" Right. And so it's a balance. And so it. it so with my philosophy, it keeps me aware of that balance. You have to take care of yourself mm -hmm. when it comes to working out. I don't like to work out, but I call it walking the dog. It's like I don't have a dog, but if you have a dog, your dog like to be walked. So I go and I walk my dog, and so for me that helps me uh, really just bring it down for me. Mm -hmm. I hope that helped. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we have the uh, philosophy of leadership, mission first, people always, uh, which certainly sounds a lot like being humane. Thousand building a, a more humane world. I like that. I like that. So, what did did you graduate uh, in ROTC with a uh, as an officer? Or yes. Did, yeah. Okay, so second lieutenant. Yes. So you graduate with your minor in military science. Yes. Okay. So did you serve some uh, right after graduation? I did. I served in the Missouri National Guard as an Army officer for seven years. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Ever deployed? I did not. I did not have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And did, what was it, what do you call it, your MO or what was your... Uh... MOS. So my MOS was in theory a 92 Alpha. And so there'll be a quartermaster officer. Uh-huh. Which is keeping track of lots of stuff yes <clears throat> yes i am a baby loaded log logistician i like logging stuff and keeping track of supply mm -hmm. what's coming in what's going out we call it beans and bullets right <laughs> okay we always want beans and we always want bullets okay and in my philosophy uh hopefully there's less bullets but uh hey you know a lot more beans, <laughs> a lot more beans. yes okay so uh, 
personal development um, and leadership is part of that. Uh, what are some other, and you mentioned your fitness program, so you work out. Two weeks ago, my guest was, uh, she has a, a fitness center uh, up in Iowa. Awesome. And she caters to people 50 years old and better. I like it. I love the focus. And one of the offerings is called NIA, N-I-A, NIA Now. And the philosophy of NIA is that working out is not something that you do just to lift a weights or just cardio or just this or just that, but you're working out to make your everyday life better for you to move and to see and to interact with. So it's a, it's a very practical application of, of movement into what you do in your daily life, which, yeah. which makes it more fun and not just a walk in your dog kind of an activity. Exactly, exactly. So I have to admit, one of my favorite uh, ways of working out is actually doing Zumba. I like to dance. I don't know how good I am at yeah. it, but yeah. I like to dance, so I like to move. So I, it has a ring to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, about the Nia. and yeah. Zumba is yes. part, uh, uh, Nia is sort of a, a compilation of nine different modalities, and Zumba is one of them. Qigong is one of them. Tai Chi is one. So you have all of these things that have been crafted to work together to have fun and move. And uh, anyway, you know, we don't have, I don't think we have a Nia teacher in the area. And if someone is listening that says, oh, yes, we have a Nia class over here. It's blah, blah, blah. Please uh, contact me through the station. Uh, call kopn.org. The number's uh, right there at the website, and let me know where it is so I can let people uh, know because I think it's a worthwhile uh, tactic to approach. But let me just take a moment though with my listeners and say thank you for being with us on Glocal News and Social Artistry right here on KOPN, your community radio station out of Columbia, Missouri. Um, we are more than radio. We are community radio. And one of the, you know, what people like to do with that word community is focus on unity. And one of the things about KOPN is the diversity that we have at the station that unifies us. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, d like a university, it's kind of funny, a university is, is like university, but really we're focusing on diversity mm -hmm. or come university. Mm. Mm. Hey, you would, you'll like this story. I'm just a quick little story. Uh, back when uh, Carolyn Mahoney was, uh, president she asked somehow she gave me an assignment to write a, a, a dinner speech on community 
and to deliver it to the International Student uh, Organization Dinner. I need to get you a copy of that. I think you'd enjoy that. <laughs> oh, I know that I did. I know that I would. Yeah. Interesting <clears throat> to me. It sounds like that's what you do on the radio right now. This community? Yes. Well, we we have I've, a. I've learned about Mia since I've been just talking <laughs> to you for a short time. That's right. Well, we have a diverse uh, group of. Well, we can't say a diverse group. In the four years plus that I've been doing this, the diversity of my guests has just been incredible. From age diversity, color, ethnicity, education, you name it. I, it's, we've, we've covered so many different. And, it, and it's just when people pop up like you in my Facebook page or something, and I say, oh, I know Davion. Hey, hey, you'd be a wonderful guest on my show. And thank you so much for inviting me. And I plan to start listening now. I didn't know that you had, you know, I, I just knew that you had retired. Mm -hmm. uh, but I didn't know that you had acquired the radio show and, and now you're adding value in this way. And so I plan on tuning in. So add one more listener. All right. Brand ambassador. <laughs> I'm wonderful. The brand ambassador want to buy a t-shirt. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I understand uh, you have a business too that you have. I don't know if it's on the side or if I don't know how you uh, balance uh, having uh, a fiance and having a job as a recruitment coordinator and also a private business. Uh, can can you tell us a little bit about the business? Yes, yes, I can. And so one, I think you asked a great question as far as balance. And so for me, I just want to focus in on that first before we dive into the business piece, because we're talking about from the inside out, right? Exactly. So I truly do believe in balance. But for me, I try not to think of uh, work, fiance, um, businesses, projects, uh, relationships with other people. I try not to put them on sides of each other. I, I, I just, I just, what I do is, is that they all have their own place. And so when I have the opportunity to focus and give attention and to give love, then that's when I lay, that's when I bring that enthusiasm that I was talking about earlier. And so when I'm at work, if I'm at work for 10 hours today, 10 hours worth of enthusiasm. Now, do I run at 80% sometimes? Every person has their lower days and higher days. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's about laying it on. It's about giving it that try. It's about uh, positioning myself that I can be of value because that makes me feel good at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. When I know that I've poured it on, <laughs> like, okay, I, le I left it on the court, metaphorically. So for me, uh, just reiterating again, when it comes to my balance and my focus, um, I try to see it as that every aspect of my life, even my relationship with you, sir, um, it has its own place. So this is our own thing that me and you have. Mm -hmm. So even if we're just writing on Facebook, because that's what we did. Mm -hmm. If we were just writing on Facebook, then that's what we had. That's what we have. So how am I nurturing what we have? So I try to be present and I try to be focused in the moment. 
and, and try to just spread that love when I can. Uh, when it comes to business, uh, it flows right over. And that's how beautiful I feel like this life is. So I finished my master's degree. I graduated in May and it's in higher ed. And so two years ago, we started an educational institution uh, to teach small businesses how to market their business better. Hmm. So the name of the business is Premium Marketing Plus. Premium Marketing Plus, P-L-U-S. All right. So folks can look up that uh, name on the Internet, uh, Premium Marketing Plus. I went there and, and you wanted me to join something right away. What, what am I joining? Yes. I did. I did say yes. Yes, I, I'll be happy to explain. So just like you said earlier, uh, when you was giving your introduction, we're not just uh, a radio show, we're a community. And mm -hmm. so well, I'm paraphrasing, of course. Mm -hmm. And so that, that's the key word that you just joined. You joined our marketing community. So the intent behind getting people to join our platform. So we're basically creating our own social media. So the intent is to provide uh, a mobile classroom. Like I said, we're an educational institution, but think about having a marketing classroom in your pocket. Hmm. So by you being a small business, if you're on the go and now you have that marketing classroom in your pocket. So I get to directly give you strategies, tactics when it comes to marketing, but then also you have the community because it's not just you engaging with me, it's you engaging with everyone that's a part of the community. Hmm. So on the inside of the app, you'll be able you, you can actually see like where other people are in relation to you. Mm -hmm. you, can, you can go in and you can join different premium circles, right? Mm -hmm. Join smaller communities mm -hmm. uh, 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 broken down by industry. So if you're in beauty and in fashion, or if you're in automotives, or if you're in business services, mm -hmm. those different industries, you can be able to join those different circles and have conversations mm -hmm. with actual people in your industry. So maybe you all are planning on having something locally so you can be able to see people that's in your community, connect with them, and maybe you all host an event together. So uh, my main number one thing is to get us to a place where we have a community large enough where we can start evoking some group economics. That's my intent. So mm -hmm. it, it's about, yes, it's for me, uh, I, I strongly believe in multiple strings of income. Mm -hmm. And so for me, one of the things that I'm passionate about is motivating other people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. about multiple streams of income as well. I digress. Yes. Well, you you may know about Coco's Cakes. Do you know Coco's Cakes? No, but it sounds delicious already. Well, Coco is a Lincoln grad who has Coco Cakes out of Atlanta, Georgia. And if you don't know Coco Cakes, you're going to want to know yes. because they're the best cakes on the East Coast. So do she mail cakes? Uh, he br he brings him to homecoming. He brings, oh, well, I'll be looking for him then. <laughs> At least he has uh, a, a few times in the past. I, I don't know if he makes that a regular uh, tradition or not. But you'll okay. see. You can find him on uh, on Facebook or uh, as a as a Lincoln grad. I just thought of him as no. as a premier marketing person because he. He has a great product, and he seems to know how to market it on uh, uh, on the East Coast. And I I don't know if he's trying to franchise or not. 
I don't know. He's a, a beautiful young man. Of course, oh. he's he's probably, gee, probably 40 by now. Here you are 30 yep. now. My goodness, my students have grown up. Yes, look at you. Yes, adulting now. I'm, I'm paying my own bills now. Oh, yes. Uh, did you ever know Brenda Austin? Brenda Austin, I don't think so. Well, Brenda, Lincoln grad, she uh, started a business uh, right here in Jeff City called Now and Zen Body Works. Uh, so that's Brenda Austin. And uh, she does uh, some massage, she does some products, she does things. And I think her base now is out of Addison, Texas. Uh, she has moved uh, once or twice, but uh, another great Lincoln grad uh, business story. And I know there's hundreds, but these are just some people that I come to top of mind, you know, as you're talking about that. Please share. Because yeah. I'm, I'm notes, I'm writing them down. I plan on going to go follow them. Yeah. Uh, so my little business is called Value Life Associates. And I can't even say it's a business because I, I don't make money. money. I don't make money with it. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so we call it, so I, I consider those to be projects because they're really, because I have a passion. And so it really does give me that outlet or that opportunity to express. So I consider it to be a project. Mm -hmm. Well, back in the early 80s, that was my first job out of uh, grad school with a partner of mine, we started a, a little partnership business called Value Life Associates, and we did did health fitness consulting until we started both working at Lincoln University as uh, teachers in the uh, physical wow. education department. And I stayed, and he moved on to uh, other jobs that he was very successful with. Lovely. And I just sort of kept the name and the business uh, from going from dying right. uh, and so when I wrote my book uh, I'm not my thoughts that was sort of under that umbrella name of Value yeah. Life Associates and, and and that's beautiful and speaking of that the book that I wrote it's under one of my other businesses named That Convo so it's D-A-T Convo so it's delivering awareness through conversation so I am a public speaker um, mm -hmm. as well. So I don't consider myself to be motivational. I mm -hmm. consider myself to be transformational. Ooh. <laughs> well, we know that transformational is a very big word these days. A lot of people like that word. And uh, so uh, transforming is, uh, matter of fact, it's, it's in the movies, right? We've got the Transformers. So... Uh, Hit the big time. Oh, Will Smith and, and company. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And that also reminds me of a local business, uh, Vander Hughes. Uh, I don't know if you've bumped into Vander. He, it's uh, Bodies by Vander. Yes, his yes, business. Yeah. Vander. Yeah. We have business before. He's an awesome gentleman. Mm -hmm. yes. And a very motivational speaker when given yes. an opportunity, yeah. He's motivated me because he's a, he's he's uh, he's more seasoned than I am. So mm -hmm. he's willing to like bring like younger people in mm -hmm. and like really pour into them and like try to give them opportunities 
to expand. So I thank him. He's a, he's an awesome, mm -hmm. awesome person to network with. Mm -hmm. You mentioned to me uh, the other day when we were talking about your book that you had a particular, I thought it was fascinating, research project that you gave yourself before writing this book. Yes. That might be useful to people just to hear that uh, that's going on. So I, I believe it has a lot to do with, with just my strategic thinking and me being a marketer. So market research is like 80% of what I do. And mm. so understanding the market. And so for me, I felt like I had a message to share, but if the message was going to be boring, no one was going, no one was going to even pick it up. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I did four months of research, like how can I craft the book all the way down to the price? Cause you know, that's a part of it. So it's reasonably priced less than a hundred pages worth of reading. Um, and so I, I did all of that uh, research, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What type of book uh, is the most interesting romance books is, but I'm a military, I have a military way of thinking, more strategic way of thinking. So that was more, so I had to really learn like, um, what was those different nuances that will really make something interesting. Mm -hmm. Even though I, I felt like the message was powerful, but I knew that the delivery was just as important. So I actually took four months to just research and outline and characters and how they should flow and this and other. And then I took two months and actually wrote the book. Mm -hmm. So is it a self-published book? It is. It is yeah. self-published. Same as mine. Yeah. Okay. Great. And uh, yeah, I I took uh, 35 years of research for my book. <laughs> But the difference is, the difference is, is that your book needed that type of research so it can be able to unpack things for people. Like I haven't dived into it that deeply, but just on the back of it with the picture of the, of the actual garden mm -hmm. and it asks, who were your gardeners? What what were they thinking? It gave you it, it gave just reading that and seeing that illustration, it gives me the opportunity to 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 look at my situation objectively mm -hmm. or not for a moment mm -hmm. and say, hey, maybe where I maybe the areas that I, I see improvement, areas of improvement, right? Those areas where I see I can improve better at, um, I might not have had the only I might not be the only person that that have had some responsibility in me getting to where I am. But by me looking at it objectively, that person, place or thing don't have that influence now. Mm -hmm. Now. And so when I go and read that question, it's powerful. When I go, that's why it takes 35 years, because you can unpack something just by because you, you did 35 years worth of research. And so now, now when I read that question, knowing that though whatever that person, place, or thing was, don't have that influence to plant whatever in my garden now. Mm 
Mm-hmm. When I was two years old, I was a lot more, you know, receptible. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm 30, I said, it, 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 I'll read it, the question again. Who were your gardeners? I'm my gardener now. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What were they thinking? What am I thinking now? Mm-hmm. And that's in and, and the way that I perceive it now is from moment to moment. It's not 24 hours. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's not while, while I'm at work, it's from moment to moment. What am I thinking? What am I planting now? It's it's just, just flipping to the back and it is already unpacking. So I can't wait to dive in more. Well, it's, it's interesting that that um, card was there and, and it spoke to you that way. That card was one of the last, I call them parable cards, that was that I that I produced, and that was like in 2015 or so, maybe 20, at least 2015. It is a partner to the first card I ever made, which you'll find in the chapter on "You Are the Gardener." How does your garden grow? So, and it shows a nice, neat garden so it starts with you're the gardener but then it it asks the question as you move through the chapter it's nice to know that you're the gardener now but by the way uh davion when did you take over the job of being the gardener Uh, because back there other people were your gardeners and what were they thinking when they put all of those seeds and ideas and feelings and all in your garden? And when did you decide you were going to start taking over that garden? So that's the kind of way that uh, yeah. those two cards, almost like bookends uh, to the the process. Mm-hmm. And, and those are beautiful questions for me. Uh, it, it was the moment that I came to myself. Mm-hmm. And can you tell me about what age you were? I would say I came to myself when I was 28. Yeah. I, I was weighing 230 pounds, but it didn't look good. It didn't look that good. It looked okay, mm-hmm. but it didn't look that good. And I and I knew that that wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, that's not you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, now I weigh 170, mm-hmm. right? And I've, had, I've been weighing... And I've been keeping, I've been under 200 pounds for a year now. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was about the change of lifestyle that had to happen because a diet didn't do it for me. So mm-hmm. I had to change my lifestyle. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it was, it, the, it was an aha moment, the coming to myself. Uh, the analogy that I use is that it, when I was 28, it was the first year that I realized that Christmas was on December 25th every year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, a lot of awarenesses. <laughs> when I was 28, mm-hmm. exactly when it happened. Well, uh, it was I was 30 for me, so there you go. You uh, you you beat me a couple of a couple of years. <laughs> be about 35 with the research. So <laughs> okay, all right. Well, uh, let me take another short break and say. Uh, Friends uh, listening to the show today, uh, so glad you're with us. Uh, whether you're tuned in uh, to the show right as it's happening, or maybe you've uh, found the podcast there at the uh, 
station's website, kopn.org. You can uh, look up the menu and see programs and click on that, and then you you can see the wealth of different programs that we offer at, at uh, KOPN. And I'm in the, the one that has to talk kind of show thingies, and a bunch of us do that. And uh, it's called Glocal News and Social Artistry. Uh, glocal because it's a combination of local and global. And as we're seeing in today's world, uh, what's happening in Ukraine has uh, impact right here in good old Columbia, Missouri, or wherever you happen to be, and uh, vice versa. Uh, really, it does. And then, uh, so it's global news in social artistry. And uh, social artistry is a term that uh, might have first been coined by uh, Dr. Gene Houston. Uh, I know the uh, Institute for Social Artistry first started back around 2004, and uh, it was a, a, a training way to expand your personal capacities as you were reaching out to uh, make the world a more humane place. So. I just, to paraphrase and say, uh, building a more humane world from the inside out. And my guest today is Davion Thomas, uh, recruitment coordinator at Lincoln University. Are, are you the, can we say you're the founder of Premium Marketing Plus? Yes, uh, and are you the CEO, would you say? Do you have that? <laughs> All right. Yes, he's the founder and CEO of Premium Marketing Plus. You can find that online. Um, he's uh, uh, got, I don't know how to say it, but uh, he's a real happy guy because uh, she said yes, and uh, they're getting married <laughs> in May, May or June. No, it, it's actually in November of 2020. Oh, oh. okay. We make that. Oh, that's right. Uh, you're you're graduating with your master's in higher ed in May, yes. and then the wedding. I had those kind of put together. So okay, it's all celebration. <laughs> it is all. all the way around. Right. Yes. Um, can you tell? Oh, I I know what I last week. I I, I didn't. The guest that I thought I was going to have didn't happen. So I had to reach back in some of my archives, and I pulled up a guy that we've talked about, Alfonso Sanders, and I replayed the interview that I had with him when he was the vice president for uh, academic affairs and provost at Lincoln. And we got to talk about the Delta and about the Chitlin circuit and about B.B. Uh, King, who was a good friend of his, and he was uh, the uh, head of the B.B. King Museum there down at that uh, college in Mississippi, uh, where he's, he's at uh, right now, actually. So uh, I, I did that on purpose because I knew that you were from the Delta uh, area and uh, that you and Alfonso Sanders had had some interactions and I was just you know subconsciously putting out the vibes to listeners that they wouldn't know why he was back on but if you're listening today folks that was why he was on last week was just to sort of set a tone for Davion yeah. Thomas who comes That's from that neck of the woods and yes I do 
one of the fun facts that I'm from Rolling Fork, Mississippi, rolling like you roll a ball and fork like the eating utensil, right? Mm -hmm. And so being from my town, we actually have a bear affair every year to celebrate Teddy Roosevelt. So the story is, so it's a political cartoon and you can Google it. It's a political cartoon of Teddy Roosevelt in Mississippi um, actually going hunting and they actually trapped a baby bear for him to shoot and kill. Oh. If the president of the country is coming to your state to come and hunt, you're going to make sure that he catches something. <laughs> a but baby bear. Exactly. But they didn't know that Teddy Roosevelt was a sportsman. Like he hunt for sport. Like he enjoyed the thrill of mm. hunting. And so he was appalled, just disgusted to see they would trap something for him just to shoot it. Mm -hmm. And so that that literally that literally launched a lot of the conservation the conservation initiatives that were started in the country. And that political cartoon captures that. But wow. that actual event happened in or around my town. And so we actually celebrate that event. And so we're a historical town because of it. Mm -hmm. And every year we have men actually grow their mustaches out like Teddy Roosevelt with it actually curled on the end. Uh -huh. And we have the actual round glasses mm -hmm. uh, like Teddy Roosevelt to, to actually celebrate him in, in that part. And the last thing about Rolling Forks, I love it so much, uh, is that we actually have bears carved out of wood around our city. And so think about uh, a bear that's dressed like a nurse. Huh. And so the bear has the actual glasses like Teddy Roosevelt and the actual whiskers, I call them. And so there are different bears all over our city. And so we're committed to the story. So it's a beautiful story. They started something that was much needed in our country at the time. Well, what a great, I'm so glad you shared that. I, I don't think yeah. people would ever know that unless they were in Rolling Fork, yeah. Exactly. And so Google it. Pictures are there. Beautiful photos from the festival. And so it's called a bear fair. I've been going to that fair since I was in kindergarten. So and we want to make sure that people know that's spelled B-E-A-R, a fair. Yes. There is yes. another kind of bear fair. That... Oh, no, no, no. no. That's, <laughs> that's the week after. No, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> that's over in Florida. <laughs> oh, a thousand percent. <laughs> oh boy that's great okay well um i am fascinated with this uh book that i'm reading of yours called sugar cookie um i'm, I'm i can't say i'm quite halfway through but uh it's a futuristic book in some ways but it also just is a practical relationship book in other ways and I'm just now to a part where it seems like it's a personal development book in yes. another way. So Thanks. you've kind of, uh, in your market research, uh, you've done some... It's yeah. a parable. It's a, it's a parable. It is. Uh -huh. It is. Okay. It's a, it's a story that has... Um, principles in it that you can be able to pull from it a thousand mm -hmm. percent from different mm -hmm. avenues uh, is very intentional very mm -hmm. intentional mm -hmm. so did you uh so do you know the subtitle of the book 
Uh, I just saw the phonetic sounding. I don't recall the other writing. It, it's on, it's on my phone, so I never see the title more than once. The title page. Yes, a thousand percent. So it's it's sugar cookie. Mm-hmm. It's uh, life is a bittersweet recipe. Ooh, life is a bittersweet recipe. Okay, life yeah. is a bittersweet recipe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, yes. And so life is an acronym. Oh, that's right. There's a period after each of those letters, isn't there? Okay, go for Tell us about the acronym. So interesting that you said future because life stands for living in future execution. Living in future execution. I don't like the word execution, but... Uh, <laughs> I'll, I know what you mean. Future, yes, endeavors. Uh, okay, do do I need to think about that uh, phrase, life and future execution? Yes, and I can expound on it, at least what, from my interpretation, what okay. it means. You, you got two minutes, okay. At least so. <clears throat> I mean, we got lots of time, but I'll, I'll, I'll give you two minutes. You don't have to do the elevator speech, just you got two minutes. So lovely. Thank you. So living in future execution. So the fact that I have the ability to go inside of my mind and ask myself, how do I really want the future to be? And I can literally start to picture it. Wife, children, traveling, being university president, having my having several businesses, like I even want to own a skating rink, right? I have all types of ambitions, mm-hmm. but I see them in my head. And so living in future execution, I ask myself, how do I get there? And then my mind starts backwards planning. Mm-hmm. And so it starts, oh, I want to go to Jamaica. I need to start saving money, right? And that looks different to everybody, but now I have that money set aside with a goal of mine. And that's one of the things that helped me like actually get to where I am uh, just financially, even like owning my car, like it's an 05 Honda Accord. Like it's, I'm living from the inside out. For mm-hmm. me, that, that's my baby. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I treat her like she's a Tesla. <laughs> she's mine and she's paid for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's beautiful. Uh, but living in that future execution allows the opportunity for me to just think about the future. How do I want to get there? And then ask myself, what can I start doing right now to get there? So I, I, to sum that up, I called it living in future execution. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to say that my life has been the opposite of that. Oh, that is so powerful. That is so powerful. That... I have met life as it comes to me. And I I just can't, I, you know, I've tried to look back at times and, and uh, any time that I've thought about, oh, I want to be this, it never really happened the way I was thinking about it. Turns out that it, a, a, a form of it took place along the way and became my career 
but it was so unexpectedly different from what I ever had imagined. I, I had never imagined myself with a PhD. I'd never imagined myself with uh, being a college teacher. All of that was, you know, I'd never really imagined myself as a minister. And, and these things, but they, I, I can go back and see the seeds of them way back, but they hadn't ever, you know, been something, okay, I've, I see this image and I'm going to go for that. So I'm just kind of saying that because as our audience knows, it takes all kinds or we, we're, we're a diverse population. Yes, yes. Well, for me, I, I feel that all of those different aspects of you is only aspects of the bigger you. Mm. I, what did I see is that your capacity is so huge. How do you be a husband and a minister? Some people can't balance being just one of those. Well, I didn't do a very good job of balancing, I do confess. Hey, hey, but that's... It, that, that, oh, me either. Me either. Like, I've been, I've been around the block, is what I call it. But that's the human journey. It's the one. Remember that oneness, to me, it's like a blanket. And everything falls under that oneness. And... It's the fact that I've had my shortcomings. You have too. One thing we got in common. Well, there you go. <laughs> so how about I give Dr. Let me, let me give, can I call you Dr. Dick? Cause that's what I'll call you. Cause I know sure. you told us it's okay with you. I know, I know what you told us that that was that, in, that, that threw me off in class, by the way, that was like the most humane thing that you could have ever done to a sophomore is to be like you can call me dr dick it's okay and just like don't that. reverse that is what i followed that with exactly a thousand percent <laughs> exactly exactly and so with with that oneness it allows me the opportunity because i choose to give myself some grace to mm -hmm. love on myself because I know I haven't passed every test. Mm -hmm. I didn't do well on every thing that I might have set out to do. But that's that, but that's me, but that that strive. And you'll see some of that in the book with some of the adversity. Because mm -hmm. that's the that's the parable of the story is to overcome adversity. Mm -hmm. That's the parable. Mm -hmm. But you'll see the highs and lows that the main character goes through. Mm -hmm. Even from the very beginning, you see the mm -hmm. some of the highs and lows that she goes through. And so, but it's about what do you want? But that takes some self-love. That takes some personal leadership. Mm -hmm. That takes some personal development. But I think it starts with that love, though. Mm -hmm. But that allows me to love you, though. Yeah, and it brings about humility in the long run, which is a really wonderful gift to be able yes. to live with. Yes. I, um, I this year, I have been more aware of the grace that I have. And it's been interesting because it has really, it has really made, it has really given me the opportunity to be more patient with other people. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really has been beneficial for me because being patient with other people, I got the opportunity to see what value they actually could add to me mm -hmm. 
And I was like, wow, if I would have written them off because their shoes was red, I wouldn't have never. And now we're now we're we're providing equal value to each other. And so it's just been interesting. And of course, the year just started for the most part, but that's just one of the things that's been really like a slap in the face for me. It's been like, now you know you shouldn't have did that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just talking about the nature, the divine, mm-hmm. from all of the above. And it's like, it was just interesting. Mm-hmm. And so it gave me the opportunity to give others that grace. But then it, I, but what splashed back on me was patience. So I was like, ooh. And mm-hmm. I asked for patience a year ago. <laughs> and but I feel like I'm just now walking into it but that's mm-hmm. interesting well there's a, a page that you'll find in my book that has uh, two columns of words and one of those words is patience and I think you'll like what it says about patience uh, there but you know we only have one minute left and I, I want you to just have the last word because of your heart and your 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 Thank future, you. uh, t- tell us a thing or two in one minute. One, a part two is coming soon because I did. This time has flown by, and it was the amazing opportunity to be here and sharing this value with you. Uh, for me, I, it's a challenge that I want to give. Live from the inside out. Uh, some things are going to be hard to do, but stay true to who you are and watch the world being. That's it. Ooh, all right. Well, we'll let that be the last word, as Lawrence O'Donnell says on MSNBC, if that's okay to mention. <laughs> Davion Thomas, what a pleasure. We'll look for part two coming around the corner. And I'm looking forward to the rest of your book, Sugar Cookie, and finding out more about Premium Marketing Plus and how I can mm, do something with that. Learn something with that. And folks, uh, oh, yes. Folks, uh, remember, wherever you are, uh, that is your world. Please leave your world cleaner, more peaceful, and more loving than you found it, because if it is to be, it is up to us. Take care. Talk to you soon.